my friend. Thanks so much for coming out. I tell you what, I'm going to let you find a nice calm station to play while we hang out here by the fire. I'm going to run back inside and get the carafe of coffee. I'll be right back. Hey, you're listening to Rocks, God, the world and other things. I'm Kenny Price, your host. Our mission, advancing equilibrium in the midst of an agitated world. This is season 17, episode 353, title, Mourning for Israel. Subtitle, Pray for the Peace of Israel. I stand with the nation of Israel and condemn the terrorist attacks of the Hamas. My heart is greatly disturbed, as are the hearts of most Americans. The protests that are happening in support of the Hamas in cities like New York is appalling, and it shows you, my friend, just how fallen our nation is. The people who are doing the killing hate Israel and they hate the United States. They are publicly calling for the total elimination of the nation of Israel and the United States of America. They hate us because of the common tie we share, historically, to the God of the Bible, Yahweh. They hate the God of the Bible, so they hate us. We are considered pure evil in their Islamic religion. This is for the record. Some of this you may already know, but it needs to be said. The terrorist attack on Israel last Saturday, October 7th, started at dawn, 6.30 a.m., Greenwich Mean Time, 3.30, during the Jewish holiday of Samach Torah, which is the conclusion of the annual Torah reading cycle. It is interesting to note that work is prohibited. The attack, I'm sure, is planned comes 50 years and a day after Egyptian and Syrian forces launched an assault during the Jewish holiday of Yom Kippur. The initial Saturday barrage of primitive missiles, some have described as flying trash cans, was followed up by a multi-pronged approach of terrorists that crossed into breached barriers between the Gaza Strip and southern Israel. Keep in mind, the over 2 million Palestinians who occupy the Gaza Strip is only between 3.5 miles to 7 miles wide by a measly 25 miles long. But my friend, oh, what a disaster that little space has caused Israel over the years. If they did the easy thing right now, which they have the capability to do, they could wipe out the entire land square mass in moments. But because of the cry of genocide, they are now tasked with the elimination of these demons by going house to house and seeking out the thugs. The trouble is, as it was in Vietnam, how do you tell who the killer is among the civilians when they are a ragtag bunch of butchers that can appear to be a placid dad just caring for his family? The terrorist acts that ensued include the butchering of families gathered in homes to celebrate the holiday. People of all ages, babies through the elderly, were slaughtered in horrific acts such as the decapitation of babies. Also, it's been said that the decapitation of soldiers. The remaining bodies are now rotting in the homes, which requires much more time to reclaim the dead. Also, there are some rogue agents still present in the area and create an ongoing hazard. The last report I read, it appears that perhaps that has been resolved, but there's always the threat that they're still lingering in the area. Also, they continue to deal with the barrage of missiles. Along with the slaughter came kidnappings. The Hamas are holding an unknown number of hostages threatening to murder them publicly one by one on TV if Israel takes further action. The people on site are referring to the terrorists as beasts, animals, and butchers. My friend, I remind you that people involved in Islam hold a totally different worldview than you and I, and if need be, they perceive honor killings, as they call it, of their own family members even as a needed and good thing if the family members reject Islam. 
My oldest son went to high school, and I have a podcast in the past that talks about this in detail. But my oldest son went to high school with sisters who were murdered by their father in cold blood because they were not accepting the religion of Islam. The father left his taxi cab parked in the taxi cab lane at the Four Seasons Hotel in Irving, Texas, with the two daughters' murdered bodies inside. Somehow, the authorities throughout the years continued to assert that the father never fled the country. I have a question to ask you. How did they know this so certainly? Were they watching him all those years gathering more intelligence data? It took about 16 years to capture him within the United States, sadly, but fortunately, one of the sisters, as she lay dying in the back seat, called 911 and said that her father murdered her and her sister. The authorities could not triangulate the call and find where it was coming from. Finally, a cab driver who was next in line behind the murderer's abandoned cab finally got tired of sitting there waiting, got out of his cab, and went to the abandoned cab. He called 911 and said, It appears that there are two dead bodies in this cab. My friend, this Islamic devout one murdered his daughters because it incensed him to watch his daughter work at a fast food restaurant and show a smile to the patrons. The other sister who was with her father at this time tried to explain to him that her sister was required to show kindness to the patrons, but the father considered it an insult to him and Allah, so he murdered both of the daughters. My friend, these are the types of people that Israel is dealing with. The truth is, the murderers are not extremists, unlike a former president once said. The truth is, the murderers are not extremists, but fully devoted followers of Islam. They believe that they are doing the will of God. We must know that this action by the Hamas was done with full understanding of the consequences of their murderous butcheries. It is the launch of much more. It is like the beginning of the Revolutionary War. The attack on Saturday was the shot that was heard around the world. Through the mind of the Holy Spirit of God, we can know their intentions and endgame. As you take on their thinking, you will see that they are in for a global outpouring of well-planned, well-coordinated, well-armed, murderous, terroristic attacks. We can expect to see simultaneous outbreaks here in the United States as well as other nations across the globe. Friend, hear me out. I'm not being arrogant or a know-it-all. If you will deal honestly in your heart with the magnitude of what has happened, we are now, as an elderly, longtime mentor of mine said in a text response yesterday, we are at the brink of World War III. For those who follow end times prophecy, this has the markings of the turmoil that leads up to the Battle of Armageddon. If this is what that is, all we can do is pray, look to Jesus, and hold on to him and weather this terrible storm. One thing is for sure, worrying about it will not change one thing. My wife asked me today why they're all out attack on Israel now. My friend, from a geopolitical viewpoint, the United States is at the most depleted and vulnerable state perhaps in its entire existence, depleted in every way, with most of the depletion happening at the hands of intentional actors who hate this country and share a common goal with the followers of Islam to bring our nation down. But this is the hand that our Heavenly Father has dealt us to play. We can either fold and implode into a life of drug-induced stupor, which our central government is increasingly willing to tolerate, and give you what you want, up to providing you with clean shooting environments to inject your heroin? Or we can turn inward into a free fall of cataclysmic life-damaging or life-ending depression? Or an increased dive into narcissism and go for all the gusto of depravity you can get on the way down? 
which is what the lost will pursue even as God is pouring out his wrath on them in the end of days. Or, my friend, you can look to Jesus, the author and perfecter of your faith, if you know him, be strong and keep on keeping on, living your life daily in pursuit of Jesus' honor and glory. If you choose to face these uncertain days with your faith intact and strong on Jesus, you also need to adopt a different approach to life than most of us have been accustomed to. We must begin to pay attention to the details of daily living, not accept anything at face value, trust only your closest family and friends, and be prepared to give a measured response to anyone who seeks to cause you harm or harm to those around you. As Christians, we do not walk through this world afraid of anyone because we are supernaturally empowered by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He is our foreguard and our rearguard. Since the first murder on the planet that killed 25% of the world's population, there was four, then there was three, this has always been a fallen, dangerous world. Let's take this under advisement. Give our personal life some evaluation on personal safety and response preparation and go forward and do exploits for Christ's kingdom's sake. As the heat turns up worldwide, it will provide open hearts and minds to the truth of eternal salvation through a personal relationship with the resurrected and living Jesus Christ our Lord. We need to make our own calling and election sure. We need to do all we can to reach out to our family members who do not know Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior and have an intimate, caring conversation with them, my friend. This is the time. We need to be bold witnesses to our work associates and neighbors. The best thing we can do at this serious time is to show the love of Christ and introduce the people God sends into our paths daily to Jesus. Psalm 122.6 says that we should pray for peace, the well-being of Israel. And with that, my friend, I bid you peace.